Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. On this week's episode of the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, all that jazz. That's right, the young lady from Twitter who is a pro wrestling super fan. She talks about Survivor Series, CM Punk, and other live events that she's been to in 2023, plus the return of pro wrestling legend Loki. He is holding nothing back as he answers some of the toughest questions he's ever had. Before we get to any of that, though, I want to remind you, check out Liquid IV. Listen, it's the holiday season, folks, and you and I both know hydration is paramount. Okay, if you want to get through the shopping, if you want to get through visiting the family and friends, the sports and live events, come on. Got to make sure you stay hydrated and there's no better way that I know of than liquid IV. Okay, packed with B vitamins and all your other essential vitamins and nutrients there. Tastes great. You just take that hydration stick, you put it in a bottle of water, shake that sucker up and enjoy telling you shop better hydration today in fact if you visit liquidiv.com right now you'll save 20 percent on your entire order by using the promo code duke loves wrestling that's right duke loves wrestling no spaces gonna get you 20 percent off what are you waiting for liquidiv.com enjoy and now let's get on with the show To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey, this is Jazz, and you are listening to Duke Clubs Wrestling. Brothers and sisters, we have a very special guest this episode here. Someone who loves going to live events. She's been to some of the biggest live events of the year, and she's going to share her perspective, which is pretty cool. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Clubs Wrestling podcast. One of my favorite folks to follow on Twitter jazz what's going on there jazz hey things are good how about you another day in paradise and listen this is not the uh the hall of famer pro wrestler jazz let me make sure i make that (laughs) clear to everybody who's been on the show numerous times a great friend of the show no this is this is someone else this is all that jazz on twitter uh her feed is fantastic i definitely encourage everybody to check it out but you were at survivor series most recently right yes before we even talk about Survivor Series, what are all the, the big pay-per-view events that you've been to in, in 2023? Just name them all off, starting from January for me. Started with the Royal Rumble down in San Antonio, made my way to L.A. for WrestleMania, hit Detroit up for SummerSlam, and made it to Chicago for Survivor Series. Um, I'm also wow. a Charlotte native, so I've gone to the house shows that they've had in our area here. That is incredible. I mean, you, you definitely love the live events. If you were to name the top live event of the year of all the ones that you went to, which one would you say is your number one in 2023? That's a great question. I have to say, I always love the Royal Rumble. 
you never know who you're going to see walking down the ramp. It's so great to be able to see your current talents, our future generation, and our legends that got me into watching wrestling to start with. And I have to say, I love that you brought Jazz up because he is absolutely one of those people who started my love for the sport. Oh, that's pretty dope. I mean, definitely shout out to Jazz. She, she's been on the show numerous times. Her husband, Rodney Mack, as well. They're, they're great friends, not only the show, but of mine personally. So I'll definitely make sure that I send this episode to Jazz. I'm sure she'll, she'll love hearing you say that about her. Survivor Series, which is the most recent. I mean, we saw what happened. CM Punk return, Randy Orton return, R-Truth return. Yes. Uh, what, what was the experience like being there live? Oh my goodness, they gave us a slow build for the CM Punk return. I will say when R-Truth finally made his appearance, he got a huge pop. The crowd loves his energy. Um, he can do anything and make people fall in love with it. Um, and obviously with Randy, we also got the little teasers. Is he going to show up? Is he not going to show up? We didn't actually know for sure that he was going to come down the ramp until his music hit during the main event. Roof came off the building. The crowd loved it. We got to see all the RKOs taking place that night. And for me, he was another one of my favorites growing up. So being able to actually finally see him live was an amazing experience. And obviously nothing top CM Punk making a return in his hometown. Um, people have been chanting for him all night. People are waiting to see, you know, all the journalists had different ideas of what was going to actually happen that night we got the little fake out with the copyright logo and then the music hit and you can just see the place erupt even after we left the event people were still chanting his name in the parking lots people were chanting his name waiting on their ubers it just took the experience to a new level (laughs) i'm gonna have to appreciate what he does for wrestling you know i i love hearing you recap all of that um because you are a woman of color who is a big wrestling fan right and yet we know that most of these wrestling companies they don't necessarily go out of their way to market to you you know despite the fact that you and other women of color absolutely make up a a great portion of the overall wrestling fan audience and you spend money and you know what you're talking about and you care about it just like any other fan when it comes to WWE in particular, do you feel that they're doing enough to attract and 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 really to keep a fan like yourself? Um, I got someone who grew up, um, I grew up watching as a kid in the late 90s, early 2000s. I can definitely see a difference in the way the characters are presented now compared to back in those days. Um, we have people like Bianca Belair. We have the Street Profits. We know Jay Cargill is going to make her debut soon. These characters feel like a much more authentic representation of what it means to just be a Black woman, a Black person who loves the sport compared to some of the stereotypes we used to see on TV back in the day. Um, so I love that the company is evolving to let people be themselves and um, they're not pushing one image of blackness out there we had the new day of course with their amazing run with everyone online speculating whether or not they were just reviving the nation of domination but they're allowing people to be themselves and show that we are not just a monolith when it comes to being black fans black athletes black supporters um, there's still some work that could be done um to address But I would say now it seems to be more so um, the commentary that you get on the internet compared to what's actually presented on TV. So I love the way the company is going in this direction. 
That's that's dope. That's dope. I love that. So so let me compare now, uh, because you know there are other wrestling promotions that exist. I mean, obviously the 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 most vocal uh, fan base seems to be All Elite Wrestling AEW. When you take a look at their product in comparison, do you feel that they're making any efforts to attract a fan like yourself? the beautiful thing about being a wrestling fan whatever type of wrestling you like there is something out there for you um, i have to say i love what AEW is doing with swerve i would love to see some changes as far as the women's division overall and how they are presented on tv um, from week to week um, but i'll definitely tune in i know i have um, a big willow nightingale fan i love to see her make her appearances again swerve is killing it in his run lately so there's definitely people there in AEW that I can support. Um, again, room for improvement, but that's to be expected with a promotion that's still pretty new to the business. Uh, that's that's a, a very balanced response. You know, that's a very balanced response. And certainly AEW, they're coming up on their fifth year. They are still in their infancy stage, uh, so to speak. So there is a lot of room for improvement and. Certainly, hopefully they do that because we are in a modern era where people, when they turn on television and they want to see entertainment, it would be nice if they can see folks that reflect themselves and people that they know. Um, You know, I'm a little older than you. I I grew up when when Ron Simmons won the world championship the first time. uh, That was amazing. That's a that's a black man who is the first black world champion that I ever saw in pro wrestling. And that let me know that it was possible. Right. So, you know, fast forward to today where we've seen so many others and even with the women and what have you there, including especially jazz, you know, AEW, you guys need to modernize and please, you know, like, like uh, our guest here, jazz just said the women's division, it needs to be featured a hell of a lot more heavily than it has been. We need more than one women's match per episode. Certainly. And in terms of folks like Swerve and other black and brown male singles wrestlers, there's no reason why they shouldn't be in the title hunt. It, it, it just doesn't make sense not to have it. So please continue to do it. Uh, so that's, that's good stuff. There, Jess. For 2024, what are you looking forward to in pro wrestling? I mean, o- overall, is there anything where it's like, man, I can't wait for that to happen? WWE-wise, they are setting up so many good stories, and I cannot wait to see the fallout from um, I will absolutely be attending the Royal Rumble, but everything they're setting up with Damage Control and Bailey. what's next for her? Uh, what's next for our ring general? He's done a great job with the Intercontinental Championship, so I want to see where they go because he absolutely deserves to be in the main title picture pretty soon. Um, they have a lot of great talent development down in NXT, so looking forward to see who they call up. I know this year, Royal Rumble featured a lot of our NXT stars that are still down in the developmental promotions. I'm very excited. There's a lot of good stories. I will be in WrestleMania again. Maybe Cody will have his opportunity to finish his story. But I love the way the Bloodline story has developed since the beginning. And I'm looking forward to see what they do next as well. Wow. You, you named some great stuff there. I can't wait. And, and you got me even more excited about the Royal Rumble, which, yeah. you know, that's just in, a, in another month or so. Right. I mean, Royal Rumble is in January. Yeah. So that's, can't wait. Can't wait. Listen, Jazz, I, again, I, I really respect and appreciate you. Uh, you have one of those Twitter feeds that has an incredible amount of variety. You, you talk about pro wrestling. You talk about pop culture. 
you'll post photos here and there. It's always something interesting. And, and most importantly, your perspective and how you view things, I think, is refreshing and something that folks should be exposed to. So if there's anyone listening right now that wants to follow you, how can they follow you on Twitter? My username is at all that jazz one three. Thank you so much for that feedback. I love that people appreciate what I'm putting up there. Fantastic perspective there from all that jazz. Just really a, a breath of fresh air. Great fan has been to more live events this year than I have. And she certainly uh, has some great takes there. So good stuff there. I love sharing different voices within the quote unquote IWC, the internet wrestling community, within the pro wrestling fan community. Just to remind everybody that there is a, a tremendous amount of diversity within pro wrestling fandom, and, and most importantly, especially women of color. That is a, a population, that's a voice that we need to hear more of. And certainly, nearly eight years straight now, Duke Loves Wrestling, we have made it a focus to shine a light you know, take the uh, volume, turn it up as loud as we can. Make sure that we highlight as many women, especially women of color, on this show. Because, yes, they matter. Yes, they are part of this fandom. They are part of this this universe, this world here that we have in, in this whole pro wrestling fandom space. And, you know, we should hear from them, certainly. So, again, shout out to all that jazz. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause. And when we return... A legend, low-key, like you've never heard him before. Hey, this is Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man, and you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Well, the overall reasoning for me returning to your show is to address things that have been avoided being addressed. So this is going to require a dismantling of what you see in public, because a majority of the public does not understand what they're actually seeing, let alone the fact that they're actually contributing to the negative side of what they're seeing. So this is my ability to address what has gone unaddressed for a long time. And the reason it has been unaddressed for a long time is because people are afraid and they're afraid for a variety of reasons, but being afraid is a choice. So at this stage, con considering the current world climate of behavior, this needs to be addressed because low standard behavior and low standard uh, activity has been tolerated to such a degree now everybody is self-destructing because they didn't seek better. They lowered their standards and accommodated low standard things. And now they're mad about what they're left with as a consequence. Well, Loki, my friend, it's always a pleasure to have you here on Duke Loves Wrestling. I, I take it as uh, a badge of honor and, and it's something I don't take lightly. The mm -hmm. fact that this is your place when you want to speak. You know, you mm -hmm. come on this show to 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 let it out. And it, you're not a guy that does a lot of interviews. So the fact that mm -hmm. you continue to come back here, I, I appreciate that. So welcome back. Definitely. Appreciate you welcoming me back. And if anyone has followed my career, I don't pull punches. And unfortunately, 
the babying and the softening of the world around us has allowed for all of this negative stuff to occur. So we're going to start touching upon nerves because it seems as if people are sitting here scratching their heads and they're unwilling to acknowledge truthful information, which has led to the current situation that many are experiencing. And yet they still want to act up in a selfish manner of self-interest. Case in point, in the United States, professional wrestling is more like a, a national art because it's, it's firmly ingrained in American culture now, but its actual base history on catch wrestling developed in the UK. Many people don't understand the length of time that it's taken to actually see what they see in the ring right now. But what you're actually seeing in the ring right now is a whorish, prostituted version of what so many men and women put their bodies through to build a platform for men and women to actually make a living off of, only for the current crop of people to act like a bunch of prostitutes and whores on national television. Because there's obviously no professional integrity when you're allowing women to be abused in public. There's no professional integrity when you have a male who wants to be considered a female wrestling other women, and then you can't even wrestle a decent match because you're technically incompetent and you're abusing the women you're working with by dumping them on their heads. But don't worry, it's acceptable because you're still getting a paycheck. So this is what I mean. There's a lot of issues that are going on that everybody wants to run their mouths about, but why? You tolerated this. You tolerated all this negative stuff, which has a negative return, and then you have the audacity to complain. This is self-inflicted. So there's no reason to be experiencing what you guys are experiencing now. I spoke to somebody earlier about AEW. All Elite Wrestling, the basis for its development was to be the counteraction to WWE and the other companies that had a negative history amongst the wrestlers because of their experience, only to turn into who's on their, who's on their program right now. Edge, Christian, you got Taz on commentary, you had Big Show in the ring, you had Goldust or Dustin Rhodes, you had him in the ring. So these guys are literally lying to your faces and you're just sitting there taking it. So you're tolerating the open disrespect to you as the public. But at the same time, you're also complicit because what you're doing is you're tolerating this negative stuff to be presented on a larger scale. And what that does, it has the trickle down effect. You have people of lesser experience and lesser skill now believing they're qualified to do these things. And an example of that would be any of the individuals who have ended up on AEW Dark and then have the audacity to go and work on other wrestling events and claim that because they did AEW Dark, they are warranting a higher price tag. Meanwhile, it's easy to see in the ring that they are technically incompetent. They are unqualified to do this line of work, and yet they're running their mouths. To further that, not only are they running their mouths, they're running their mouths acting as if they deserve positioning. So I'm going to ask the same question I asked a whole bunch of people in New Zealand. If you are in the ring, what gives you the right to put your hands 
on another individual, since most of you are easily, easily, visibly, technically incompetent, you are untrained. So what gives you that right to put your hands on another human being? Because the promoter said you could? Oh, so it's just the blind leading the stupid. That's what this is turning into. Now, I've had to spend a lot of time in Florida, and all I've seen is a lot of low standard behavior being accommodated by other low standard people. So when is this going to actually stop? Usually shit stops when I get called. And that's the problem. A lot of people have fucked up in public. So now they left the trail of who they actually are and how they actually behave. When I get called, it's usually in regards to dumb motherfuckers like that. And the thing is, don't worry about the language I'm using. You need to worry about the truth that's about to smack you in the face. Because this fantasy land bullshit that everyone's been playing for the past 50 years has to come to an end because there are people being intentionally harmed in its process. I mentioned this to you last year. What you and everyone else has been watching for the past 40 years, 50 years, is a very, very well-constructed and well-protected version of human trafficking. But no, no, that's not what it is. It's entertainment. It puts smiles on people's faces. Meanwhile, the men and women who are actually in the ring for decades have been verbally, physically, and sexually abused. Don't trust my word. Wasn't fabulous moolah dimed out for pimping off the women in the WWF or prior to? There's a long-standing history of abuse amongst the people, but the public is none, is none the wiser or completely unaware or even more in a sinister manner. They don't care. You had that girl in AEW almost have her neck broken, then kicked in the face and broken nose. Why the fuck would either one of those two people still have a job after that? No, but it's okay. Everyone can tune on to TBS and tune into WWE or the WWE Network. That's okay. Don't mind that. That's irrelevant. That girl doesn't matter. I mean, it's obvious. The public doesn't give a fuck. So there's a big problem going on because it's on both sides. The people in the ring, by their behavior, they're not warranting respect. They're acting like dancing monkeys or prostitutes for the public's attention. Then they get rewarded for their behavior. So if you're actually thinking that this is going to be a professional environment full of integrity and the professionals actually know what they're doing and have incentive to go and do something well, Look at the behavior on national television. If you mute that TV and watch what's in the ring, they're not as good as they really look. I, I, I want to go back to something you said uh, in the very beginning here, because this is a this is a thing. And I didn't realize it was a thing until, you know, most recently over the past couple of months. But we have independent wrestlers down in Florida, mm -hmm. uh, as you identified, you know, many of them did at some point compete in AEW dark and things like that. So yeah, they, they're asking for a higher rate. They feel like they've gotten some TV experience and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of these folks have zeroed in on you low key. Mm -hmm. And they've expressed that 
you are interfering with their careers because you're preventing them from getting bookings that they feel that they should be getting. You're trying to limit um, what they feel their style is because you're not as accepting or as willing to compliment what they do in the ring, whatever that may be. This is this is turning into a thing. And, and you know, there's different messages on different pages on social media and there's a whisper. Yeah, campaign everyone on. else but me. Well, and that's what I want to ask you about. So so for, let me let me ask you a two part question here. Number okay. one, has anyone confronted you uh, directly about it? And, and before you answer that, I'm going to ask you the second one, too. Number two. Is there any truth to this? OK, let me ask you, who's in charge? Well, I mean, whoever's running a promotion would be in charge, right? That's what you think. Whoever's running the promotion, do they have more than 25 years experience in this given craft? Most of the time, no. All right, then. So who's in charge? Because I'll be damned if I'm going to be listening to some illiterate motherfucker who has no training whatsoever and is going to be calling the shots. That is completely illogical in a professional manner. That is completely illogical when you as an individual are using your body to develop a business or to make money that is not in a disrespectful or a condemning way as an individual. So to answer your questions, one, no, everyone has shit to say from a distance, which tells me how pussy they really are, because if they really believe they were worth a damn, they would defend themselves and open their mouths. And the second question, could you repeat that again? Is it true? The Is it true? The no. things that they're saying, you're holding them back. Is it true? Let me ask you, what am I holding back if they're not the best one in the ring? Most of these people want to run their mouths because they're social media whores looking for attention. When it comes time to actually delivering in the ring, they're technically incompetent. A majority of them act more like fans than they do like wrestlers. Then when they actually get in the ring, their decision-making is so fucking illogical, they're worthy of being fired. Case in point, to touch upon that, I'm not inhibiting anyone. But if you damage anyone's business, if you destroy anyone's professional integrity, you best believe I'm going to hand you your ass. And that's the scary part. Which one of yous is in charge? That's what I want to know. Because I'm not dealing with these low standard wannabes. Who the fuck is the shot caller here? Most of these people are so technically incompetent, they're running their mouths like a bunch of children who are throwing a tantrum not getting what they want. Again, what gives you the right to be in the ring and put your hands on another person? You're saying I'm interfering with your progress. What did you do to get removed from the situation? I'll give you an example. Last year at River City Wrestling, I gave instructions to the entire roster on how to protect themselves from looking as bad as AEW. First wrestler out the gate, dumbass, DMC. I tell him exactly what to do so he doesn't look like the idiots on AEW television. And what does he do? Exactly what I said not to do. Congratulations, asshole. You just lost your job because it's obvious you're not in charge when I'm being paid to construct the entire event. But don't worry, he's not the only one. 
Then you move on to Kelsey Reagan. Now, you have these women in Florida being enabled and they're believing that they're actually better than they can actually physically produce. And it's clear to see you're untrained. It's clear to see when you guys spend more time on OnlyFans than you do in training, we can actually notice that in the ring without you opening your mouth. But don't worry, you deserve to be here just like you deserve to be placed in a different position on the card because you have people coming to see you. Since when did you believe anyone needs to cater to your position? It's obvious you guys aren't good at what you're doing, but you're walking around thinking you can make demands without earning anyone's respect. Again, who's in charge? Because it isn't you. So me interfering with anyone is completely untrue. You dumbasses fucked yourselves and got yourselves removed off of your base, uh, off of your own behavior. And to further that idea, now you go up until this year on the Sunday event, Support 2023 River City Wrestling Con. We're gearing up to have our only main event, our only female, a full female main event, which was going to have Marina Tucker, Persia Pierce, and Mercedes Martinez. That's a first collection of those three. So we're trying to do something special by headlining the women, and we have a one female referee named Julie here in Florida who does a great job. Mind you, earlier on in the card, now she's involved in a tag match where you have Teriyaki from Top Flight and his fucking moronic partner. These idiots decide to kick my only female referee in the face. So let me ask you something. When did you think it was appropriate for a man to kick an official in the face, let alone a man to kick a female official in the face. When you did that, you removed my only female referee from my all-female main event. But don't worry, Teriyaki was rewarded by getting booked in Pro Wrestling Noah. So you see, this negative behavior is constantly being rewarded. The reason being is these people are cheap. You get what you pay for. These are desperate individuals who are seeking attention at any cost because it's clear to see they're not the best ones in the ring. So for everyone running their mouths about, oh, he's stopping me, he's stopping me. No, you fucking morons. You did it to yourself. You're professionally incompetent. You're unqualified to be in the ring, but you want to run your mouth. Why is that? What gives you the right to put your hands on another person? So this is what I mean. People want to run their mouths, but they don't want to look at themselves as being the catalyst in the negative consequence they're facing. You know, th there is a thing that pops up and, and ironically, it coincides. Um, when you come on this show, hmm. you generate buzz. Obviously, people are listening and... Mm -hmm. A couple of things happen. Number one, WWE and uh, Impact Wrestling, TNA, whatever they call themselves today, they mm -hmm. start putting out old videos, mm -hmm. of you, which, you know, generates even more buzz. They want to capitalize because there's chatter online because whatever you said on this show, it's a circle. It, it always happens. Great. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, 
people start having conversations. I wonder what Loki's up to. What happened to him? Yada, yada, yada. How come he, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And there's always someone who, well, you know, he's, he's dangerous in the ring and he hurts people on purpose and he has the, these philosophies. He thinks it's okay. So I'm going to ask you directly because I don't, I don't recall anyone ever asking you this directly. Mm-hmm. Have you ever intentionally hurt someone in the ring? And, and listen, it's pro wrestling. I get it. You know what I mean? The business has been exposed a long time ago, so we don't have to pretend about anything here. Just straight up. Have you have you ever intentionally hurt somebody in the ring? Can we can we address this once and for all here? Well, it's easy to see. You got plenty of video confirmation. But the difference is that's not me doing it. That's them. Anytime you see me handling anybody in the ring, I want to ask you something. How small am I? Compared to your opponents, you're pretty small. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm undersized in this environment, but I got to deal with these morons and these idiots who want to try to act tough or they want to act up in the environment. This is what you guys don't understand. And I've had to address this many times in the past. The people today are making the mistake of applying a sports entertainer label to me. I'm not a fucking entertainer. I'm a professional wrestler. There's a difference. You can hire as many fucking athletes as you want and try to force them to be entertaining. It doesn't mean it's going to happen at a professional standard. Me, on the other hand, what I entered is the professional grappling realm. So since everybody wants to mark out for Japan, everybody wants to mark out for the Japanese women, yeah, assholes, I actually live that shit while you are all wondering what it's like. And then when you actually try to live it, instead of living it like true professionals with some level of integrity, you act like a bunch of fans. So the video proof is out there of anybody who fucked themselves because I handed them their ass for a fucking reason especially me being at my size. You think I'm going to sit here and tolerate the disrespect and the lack of training from these low lives that are bigger than me, let alone the fact that somebody else rewarded them by putting them in the ring with me. So again, it's a mislabeling because of the own poor thinking of the individuals who are watching. You're trying to assign a label to me that does not apply because I was never a sports entertainer. I'm a professional wrestler. On top of that, I'm a lifelong martial artist. So you ever hear that term, real, recognize, real? Why Absolutely. is it that I can go into just about any fucking hood and I'm getting love? If I'm not the loudest one in the room, if I'm not the one who's walking around saying, hey, look at me, hey, look at me, hey, look at me, why would somebody as little and as quiet as I am be treated with that degree of respect because real recognize real. The people who are complaining, they ain't real. You want to be an entertainer? You're going to prostitute yourself for any type of attention you can get. You want to be a competent professional? Your skill and your integrity is what's going to earn the respect of the individuals who are observing in the environment. So again, the issues that are coming about, these are issues that are avoidable. These are issues that are reasonably easily fixed. But the problem is you have an oversaturation of immaturity 
and you have an oversaturation of rewarding bad behavior. Case in point, why the fuck is Chase and Rand still running a school and somebody's dumbass fucking parents have allowed two females in there who are underage training? Especially after he admitted what he did on your program. So that tells me people don't care. As long as whatever they're doing serves their personal interest, they don't care how negative or how vile of the environment or the behaviors in the environment, they show no care to any of that. Remember, I said it the last time, I come from New York. I come from the environment that they say, fuck the next man, I gotta eat. Well, asshole, I've been warning everyone for years. You better pray to whatever fucking God you can find, I'm not the next man. Because I come from the generation where we punch motherfuckers in the dead in their chest. And there's a lot of people who failed to raise their kids because all they cared about was having them go to school, seeing them at dinner and having somebody else raise them. And that's what you're seeing now. You're seeing people who have no integrity running their mouths and running amok out in public. Big portion of that, they either weren't raised correctly or they betrayed what those who were trying to raise them were teaching them. Are you difficult to work with? Because that's another thing that a lot of people, including some wrestlers, will yeah, say. Yeah, Dutch Mantel, I'll address that shit right out the gate. That low-life scumbag. Wasn't he one of the guys who was in the room when Bruiser Brody got killed? Yeah, all right, asshole. So you want to open your mouth and say, I'm difficult to deal with? Listen to what I just said. Weren't you in the room when Bruiser Brody was killed? So why the fuck is anyone listening to this man? He's already proven he's a scumbag. He's already proven he don't give a fuck about anybody as long as his money-making capabilities hasn't been interfered with. But no, it's all good. Bruiser Brody got killed, right? But I'm the one who's difficult to deal with. Meanwhile, you assholes are acting like no one saw your behaviors in TNA. You're acting like us, the younger guys, especially the dudes from New York. Like we're going to sit here and believe you, carnies. After watching your behavior and watching your conduct towards the rest of the roster and then act like we need to listen to you. Why on earth would you listen to anybody who's proven to be a bad human? And this is what I told you about with the theme of this interview. The, the, the movie, uh, I think it was The Dark Knight, whichever one had Bane in it. The bank scene with the bank manager. You saw how he was flexing until Bane was in the room. Then he decided to be disrespectful to Bane. Bane told the extra guy, leave us. What does the bank manager do? No, stay. I'm in charge. What does Bane do? He puts his hand on the man's shoulder. Energy quickly changed. Do you feel like you're in charge? But I paid you a small fortune, and this gives you power over me. This is the mistake every one of you made. How dare you? How dare you try to apply your weak-ass fucking behaviors to somebody like me? I've done nothing but the right thing for 25 years, only to be disrespected time and time again by trash humans. 
If you were to find out the actual history of many of these men and women who are in the ring, you would turn in disgust. But I'm difficult to deal with. Meanwhile, I'm the quiet one. I'm sitting here watching everything. I'm observing everything. I'm listening to everything. You listen and observe, you'll learn a whole lot more than talking. Dutch Mantel told on himself. So any progress that I may have had moving in TNA, guess what, asshole? You just admitted you were a catalyst in stopping that. All right, asshole, you got my attention. Now, Dutch ain't the only one. Jeff Jarrett, this carny scumbag. The fact that anyone is still listening or entertaining Jeff Jarrett's fuck ass in 2023 is mind-boggling because this guy has been so offensive on multiple levels, in multiple eras. You remember USWA? His father was siphoning off money for his construction company. No, but the public wouldn't know about that, right? Then the only reason he was on top was because he couldn't be on top anywhere else. But, you know, your dad's booking that shit, right? Then we get to TNA, and your dad is walking around acting like he can bully people. Well, guess what, asshole? It didn't work against me. Because when he came to me in 2003 and said, hey, we want to lock you down in a contract. How do we do that? And I told him straight up, you can't. I want to get my experience in Japan. So what he said, what amount of money do we got to throw at you to make you sign? And I said, none. His mouth dropped because he thought he could buy me like AJ. He thought he could buy me like Christopher Daniels because that's exactly what he did with those guys. He got them under contract, and look at how they excelled. But then when my participation is there, look how stagnant I am. So you see, you got assholes who are trying to talk in public as if I'm the one who's difficult, but they fail to realize they told on themselves. Jeff Jarrett running his mouth about me. Weren't you the guy who was fucking with another man's wife while your wife was dying of cancer? And you put that on national television to make yourself look like the almighty baby face. This is what I mean. The public is willing to turn a blind eye to horrific and stupid shit. Because it makes them feel something. So this stupid fucking behavior, I have to tolerate the illiteracy and stupid behaviors of other people. I have to tolerate the lack of professional integrity and the psychological and the physical abuse of the people in my environment to accommodate these scumbags who think they're in charge? How dare you? And believe me, I come from the era where even these old men deserve to get their asses beat because of how abusive they have been in public. But don't worry. This is all entertainment. You know, it's it's interesting because, like you said, you, you're actually a pretty quiet guy in the room. You're not somebody who walks around like he's the big man and all mm -hmm. that good stuff there. You're, you're very quiet to yourself. Uh, you, you receive a tremendous amount of respect in every room that you walk in. And I find it interesting when you when you listen to people who've worked with you through the years, they talk about how protective you are of them, looking out for them, giving great advice, mentorship. Um, even women wrestlers, you know, he, he was protecting us. He was always looking out for us. He was always trying to 
keep these dogs away from us, for lack of a better term there. Mm -hmm. We're in 2023. We're going into 2024. Mm -hmm. When you reflect back on what you've seen in wrestling over 25 years that you've been in, has it gotten any better? I mean, even the, the, the treatment of women in general, has it, has it gotten any better that you've seen? No. It's the same thing that Elon Musk talked about. You got people talking all this good game, but they're doing evil things. So, okay, cool. WWE, multi-billion dollar company now. But why, do they, why does their product still look like trash? Oh, that's right. Because the internal system, the internal operation is still functioning in a bad way. And the thing is, the public, because their standards are so low and because Vince McMahon knows how to psychologically manipulate people, you fall for it hook, line, and sinker every single time. But as far as the treatment for the people, the only difference now is there's more money. But even then, at what cost? These, women, these men and women are making money in whatever company they're working for, but look at their behavior. Look at their behavior publicly. Look at how they speak publicly. Are they talking like really integrity-filled adults? Are they acting like a bunch of immature teenagers on, on, in public? Because I've yet to see anyone worth a damn coming out of either one of these two companies. Because all they've continued doing is, hey, man, keep it quiet. Everyone's making money. Don't say anything. That's what you're dealing with. Most of these people ain't going to bite the hand that feeds them. Me, I'll sever the fucking arm that's attached to that hand, especially if that shit is unjust. But that's what people have sold out for. They sold their integrity. That's the reason why I brought up the issue with Vince McMahon or Court Bauer or Scott DeMore or Remy Momoda or President Sugabayashi. Aren't you guys the bosses of all these companies? If so, which one of you is responsible for coercing your rosters and your staff into violating their bodily integrity to accommodate making money for you and your company? Hmm? Because we're far removed from the pandemic nonsense where everybody was fucking afraid not to do math. And now, fast forward, the PCR tests were bullshit, just like the CDC said on their site. The injections were not needed and have proven to be incredibly toxic. Therefore, it was unnecessary, especially going towards children who were the highest survival rate. But these men and women, the bosses of these companies, forced their people to accommodate this. Meanwhile, I was trying to warn everybody. I was pulling up medical information. I know how to read this shit. I'm trying to protect everybody. I'm trying to save people from harm. But don't worry, you sold your asses a long time ago. That's the reason why people complied. You want to tell the truth? You better be ready to handle the fucking, the, the backlash that's going to come with it. Me? I have no fear in my heart. After surviving these past three years, ain't no one on earth safe from me. I know how to stand against eight billion people right now. And that's the problem. People don't want to stand up for right and wrong. 
They'd rather just play in the middle and tolerate shit because they don't want to draw any negative attention. Anyone who tells the truth is going to have to deal with the backlash of the lies because there's going to be so many people who are believing the lies. And at least from what I'm seeing right now, there's a lot of people who are waking up, but there are still a lot of people who are unwilling to address the lies. And because of that, they're suffering. That's the worst thing. Sitting here watching people self-imposed suffering. And then when you try to warn them or tell them the truth, they still don't want to hear it. At no point have I made this about me. You just said it. You got people coming to you saying, damn, he's been protecting everybody. Yeah, I'm the only one who has done that. And I haven't even tried to upsell anybody on, hey, look at me on OnlyFans or any of this other dumb shit that everyone's desperate for fucking attention for. I'm the only one who's maintained strict truthful integrity. And for what? I'm the one who's punished while you got these low lives on TV? I literally had, after my match with Vikingo in, in New York, I had Homicide go, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't get it. He's like, you guys were perfect and you're not on TV. Why on earth would anybody want me on TV when they're no longer going to be in charge once I arrive? Because everyone else has believed your bullshit lies and your weak ass operation, because it's clear to see the manner of which everyone is operating their businesses is super weak. But that gives me an indication. Who are the decision makers? Because the decision makers ultimately are responsible for what you're seeing. And if that's the case, then the decision makers failed. And now they're sacrificing the people underneath them in order to get the gains that the entire company is going to benefit off of. You know, it's, you're an interesting guy. There's no two ways about it. You're, you're somebody that there's a lot of complexity there. And yet I get it. Well, see, you just, you just counteracted yourself. There's a lot of complexity there, but I get it. It's not complex. It's complex when you don't want to accept it. Well said. Well said. I'm somebody who, you know, through the years, I worked in different industry, mm-hmm. business management, uh, media, obviously, government. And through the years, I've had to take assessments. In fact, I've helped build assessments. Mm-hmm. You know, when it, when it comes to someone who works in an organization, especially a manager, what are the, the traits that the highest performers have? You know, if we if we're trying to make an assessment of who we're going to hire for these positions, our top performers, what do they have? What are those skills? Because we need to look for that in, mm-hmm. in future prospects. And what's interesting is that um, the number one thing that always comes up about me is that I'm principled. Mm-hmm. Integrity. That's the first base. And it's not a, it is not a compliment either. Mm. It's more of a by the way. Just so you know, yeah, this guy, you know, he can he can recruit, he can train, he can hire, he can promote, he can develop mm-hmm. other people, and they will be successful as well. But this person is principled. They're not mm-hmm. going to take the company line. Mm-hmm. They're going to do what they know is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what it, it comes up. It, it, various industries come up for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I accept, you know, it is what it is. That's who I am. And I wouldn't change that. But I got to tell you, bro. 
if I'm principled, you're me times a million. It is. Yeah, but it there's is, a difference. There's you mentioned it the other day when you were like, who's doing the research? There's a difference between the truth and your version of it. Your version is your own application of interpretation. It doesn't mean that's exactly what it is. So this is what a lot of people have failed because you have to understand the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. That is what every individual must be seeking. As long as I've been in this, that's all I've done. I train my ass off more than most humans can live in three generations, but I'm doing what is right, not what is popular. There's a difference. And that's what the truth is. The truth is not for everyone because not everyone has been dealing with the truth. So you're going to get a wake up call when the truth actually walks in. And I've heard this a while ago. The wrong energy gets nervous when the right energy walks into the room. I've experienced that time and time again, because I'm the only one who will see it through to the ending to make sure we get this shit done correctly. And that's the problem. You're dealing with people who want to impose their opinions as opposed to discovering the truth. So if they want to impose their opinions, this becomes more of a personal, personal emotional thing as opposed to a factual, truthful thing. So again, if I'm difficult to deal with, why, if I'm the common or if I'm the quiet one, has been in existence for 25 years, I'm the smaller one, but he's difficult to deal with. Why? What did you do to warrant any type of difficulty? That's what no one is asking. Everyone is jumping on the personal attacking, but they're not actually attacking an argument. Why was he difficult? If he was difficult, why was he difficult? Why don't you elaborate, Dutch? Why don't you elaborate, Jeff? Oh, that's right, because neither one of you are main eventers, neither one of you are alpha males, and neither one of you are leaders who earned anyone's respect who should be listened to. But don't worry. I've seen enough other wrestlers kiss your guys' asses because they believe they need to in order to get a job or in order to stay relevant and be booked. I'm not a whore for what I do. I'm a conqueror in everything I do. So to take a backseat to lesser people because of their weak ass emotion and their personal opinions means absolutely nothing. Then, especially in today's climate, because of the way that everyone is behaving, whoring themselves for attention, what happens if you don't cater to the public that's associated with the environment? They turn on you. You don't give them what they want. Oh, we don't like him anymore. Well, you weren't really fans in the first place. You're just being enabled to misbehave. You don't get what you want. You act out. And then most of these men and women come running because they want your money. I'm not going to be bought by anybody. That's the reason why that Bane scene is so fucking important. You think just because you pay me, I'm going to fucking listen to you. Earn it. That's the problem with everybody. Everyone thinks that just because they're here, they should be tolerated. That is the worst thing you could have ever fucking developed. 
because you're just opening yourself, you're opening yourself up to be blindsided by somebody who should not tolerate you one bit. The whole idea is you should be decent human beings when you grow up. That hasn't happened. Or at least if it has happened, that's not what's emphasized. What's emphasized is all the negative shit. You got the girls whoring themselves out on OnlyFans and Patreon. Then you got guys who are doing the same shit now. So what's the incentive for us to pay a ticket to go into an arena when we can pay to see you half naked from the comfort of our own homes? You see? So these people are responsible for degrading the environment, whereas everywhere that I go, I'm actually establishing respect and I'm trying to construct the environment. Oh, that's right. I'm the first Ring of Honor champion. Remember the company that was built off of me and my style? Yeah, I'm the one who was a front runner for that. But don't worry. It's not just Ring of Honor. It's also TNA. I'm the first match in the company history, even though AJ was the emphasis, I'm taking attention away because I'm the most aggressive. But don't worry, it's not just that. Then we go to zero one, and I pick up the slack for everybody in zero one because I'm the one who's exhausting everybody. Little old me is the one who's ex exhausting all the wrestlers, all the champions. No, but he's difficult to deal with. Meanwhile, the first day, I submitted all nine students in front of Fujiwara, which warranted Hashimoto coming out of the locker room and patting me on the shoulder and go, maybe only 70% because they were concerned I was going to wreck everybody. So I'm supposed to take a step back and tolerate the weakness of these people and their fucking opinions when they don't matter. But people are entertaining it and taking up time and space and energy. But I'm supposed to tolerate it. I'm supposed to sit here and validate your fucking feelings because your parents didn't raise you fucking correctly. But that's okay. Because it's obvious you guys don't really care. There's been generation after generation of complaints coming from the people who are in the ring only for you guys to, you know, just temporarily address it. And then you guys just casually move on as if it never happened. So don't try to look at me as if I'm the one who's difficult when I've been sitting back objectively observing everybody and watching how stupid and disgusting your behavior actually is. Then for you guys to actually go and demand from other people, you're deserving of respect. Meanwhile, you're untrained. You're deserving of respect. Meanwhile, you got your ass on OnlyFans. You're worthy of respect, but you act a fool in public just to warrant the attention to see if you can make that money. So you're basically just training a new generation of prostitutes because you're rewarding bad behavior on national television. What's the incentive for the public to go, you know what? That looks like a good integrity filled job. Why would they need to do that? When you look at the people in the ring, the majority of them don't train. You can tell by their physical structure. Then their actual technique selection in the ring, they're going more for shock value than they are for technique. You find more technique out of the older guys that everybody wants to clown, but at least they're trained. You got Billy Gunn, you got uh, Dustin Rhodes. At least those guys are classically trained and they're still going to smoke the younger guys in the ring. So don't try to come at me with I'm difficult when the, the actual standards of everybody in the environment are incredibly low. 
you know, there are people who are going to be listening to this and hearing you for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Been fortunate enough uh, in 2023 to to have a tremendous amount of new listeners on mm-hmm. Duke Loves Wrestling, and and you've contributed to that, which I I greatly appreciate. Of course. Um, but for anybody who's hearing this for the first time, mm-hmm. if they want to keep up with you going forward, what's the best way that they can do that? Realistically, I'm not going to give you any help because it's already been proven that no matter what I say, the public doesn't care. So as far as tracking me down or finding me, track me down and find me. If you're real serious, you're going to find me. If you're not, you won't. Which I find amazing because all the people who were sliding into my DMs during the pandemic, I got some dickhead from Stetson University here in Florida writing to me, fuck you. Okay, no problem. 2021. Meanwhile, he puts it on his profile. I'm looking to be a sports journalist and this and that. Okay, when I visit your school and talk to your guidance counselors or your dean, Let's see how that works out for you. You see, don't ever approach somebody you don't know with disrespect. You don't know what's coming on the back end of that. And the thing is, after what we've gone through in the past couple of years, entertainment, everyone has fallen for the fucking bread and circuses from the fucking Roman Empire, and they're too stupid to realize how they're being mistreated. You got people dying because of this nasty shit that everyone's been put through in the past three years. But don't worry. Let's go watch Monday Night Raw. Don't worry. Let's go watch AEW. This is what I'm talking about. The priorities of the people in the environment are wrong. But in regards to anyone who may be hearing me for the first time, simple. L-O-W hyphen K-I. Look it up. If you're serious about learning about me, then learn. Otherwise, I'm not making it easier for you because look at what everyone else has done. They hoard themselves out to make themselves readily available, and now they look terrible because now they're desperately seeking attention by constantly having to address the the social media nonsense. I already warned one of my students, don't turn into a slave for social media. It's a false sense of security. I knew this 20 years ago from Jim Kettner. He warned me, stay away from the message boards. Now the advancement of that, instead of message boards, people have social media. But the behaviors are still the same. People comfortably talking from behind a computer, and then they come to the shows. But if you don't give them what they want, they try to fucking stir the shit, and they try to get everyone's attention on their opinions. Meanwhile, the men and women who are actually doing this line of work are being degraded and disrespected just because these assholes believe the old saying, the customer is always right. No, the fuck you're not. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.